Let's um, dive into the Nesiva Shalom on Rosh Hashanah, Maima Shlishi, page Kuf Tes Sign of Chelek Base in the Nesiva Shalom. Bachodesh Ashvi Bechod Lachodesh Yom Teruah. In Numbers 29, it tells us that um, the date of uh, Rosh Hashanah is the seventh month, and it should be a Yom Teruah. It should be a day of blasting, blowing, trumpeting. We have to meditate on the language of the verse. Nowhere else do we see Beloshan Sivui in the terms of a command, Litkoa, um, that this is the Etzem Metzias of Rosh Hashanah, it's a Yom Teruah. Nowhere else do we see that it is. But the Mashmas of the Posig is that um, all day long you should be blowing. Yom Teruah. It's a day for blowing. Like, you spend the whole day blowing. But specifically a trumpet. And that this is the essence of the day of judgment. So he's asking a thematic question. Uh, Does the reality of the festival parallel um, the language of the text? Then he dives straight into the Zohar. Ubezoria Kaddish and Pasha's Pinchas, third section, 231b. Ashrei Ha'om, Yodei Trua. Commenting on the verse in um, Psalms, happy are the people, happy is the nation, who know the Trua, who know the trumpeting. Lok siv shomate otoketru. It doesn't say happy are the people who listen to the blasts or who blast the blasts, happy are the trumpeteers, Elo yode trua, those who yodea, who know, experience the trua. Begin chachminen dadirin vavira da ara hadisha inon yodei trua. V'yesh lahav in divri ha-zohar kodesh. Ma mashmaut yodei trua? What is the meaning of those who know the trumpet? Demizeh shehizke inyan it's mashma, it seems that the function of the blasting of the truer um, with a with a with a metal with a metal uh, is brought uh, certainly in elsewhere in the mystical literature uh, that the trumpet blasts somehow breaks the denizens of the other side, the klipot. It's, it's like a, a musical instrument made from metal, specifically. Which so, is not what we use on right No, no. Yeah, it is. Well, yeah. that's strange. Achlo kan what does it mean that that the truer opens up the knowledge of the supernal secrets and to connect to the uh, divine and to connect to the uh, original light that was hidden for the tzaddikim in the in the Bereshis. What What's the secret here? What's the mystery uh, he's asking about blowing? And Otsarech Lahavin, and also we have to understand the other verse in Psalms, 90, chapter 91. Tiku Bachode Shofa Bekesel Yom Chakein. 
that we should blow the shofar on a day hidden for the day of our uh, festival. And the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah explains which which Chag, which festival in the lunar calendar occurs when the Chodesh is mitkaseh, when the Chodesh is hidden, meaning the, the moon. All the festivals are on the 15th of the month when the lunar is at the maximum. Mm-hmm. What do we call that in? Opposition. <clears throat> or Oppo- Opposition? It's either opposition or... Oh, yeah, it's conjunction. Conjunction. So no, so, so this one's in conjunction. So which which is the month where the moon is conjunction and not in opposition? opposition. <laughs> so that's the interpretation of the psalm in Tehillim. Uh, blow on the month with the shofar in the day that is hidden from our festivals. The day of the festivals that's hidden from the moon. Why doesn't it just say, okay, just blow it on Rosh Chodesh Tishri? Why do you have to give me this convoluted on the day that the moon is hidden, which is the only day? That's right. It's a funny way. The hidden. The Yavua al Yesod Hamoshel Hakodesh Me'abal Shemto. So he's going to unpack the mystery of this Zohar and the questions he has on the. Uh, language of the verse in 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 the Chumash um, by using a parable by the Baal Shem Tov. Shehevi Bedegel Machen Ephraim, that is brought in my favorite Sefer, the Degel, in Haftorah's for Parshas Kisovel. And it's about a king, Sheoso Svivov Mechitzas Rabbos Bachizas Enayim. And to the to the distance and to the apparent look from the distance, it looks that he made um, <clears throat> barriers around him, around his castle, huge walls and barriers and moats. Ubein mechitzah lemechitzah yeshnam devarim v'chayes roz hamim avilim sheirim egeshes elovilios ba'pnei melechai. And between each wall, he has wild animals and fantastic uh, things that will make you afraid from coming close to see the face of the living king. Even so, the light of the king, his power, his hegemony, uh, lights up all the worlds and his glory fills the whole land. Nevertheless, the walls and the surrounding animals and things that prevent you from getting close um, hide the face of the king. So his glory is present, his power is present, everyone feels his presence, but you can't get close to him to see his face. And anyone who tries to scale the wall and come close, and people have tried to do that, in the end, uh, are unable to continue the trek and have to turn around. Because each wall that's closer to the castle is higher than the next. So you keep trying, and as you vanquish one step closer towards the king, the next step becomes even harder. So you give up? Sounds like spiritual life. 
At least you, in the beginning of recovery, it's very easy, and then it gets harder and harder and harder. Virak hmm? ben amelech. There's one exception. Say for you make the analogy to recovery, to, I'm assuming like alcoholism, for example, it gets harder and harder. In some ways, it gets easier. The enthusiasm in the beginning really you know, gets people, you through the okay. steps, I believe. But you have people who've been sober for 20 years and so on and so, so on. So most, most, most. There's people that have been sober for 20 years, and for them, they don't worry about today that they're going to think about mm-hmm. having a drink at all. So what does this mean? But they go to a meeting. They go, still go to the meetings. They still they go to the smart. meetings. They do, but they're not. I mean, think of a person who's, you know, in DTs or something like that. But those are five percent. So what are we meaning here? Those represent the five percent. Which are the ones who are 20 years in? Yes. Ah. Yeah, they're a very small amount, but oh, even they, so even they struggle. People, most people, it remains a struggle. For most harder? people, they they go back to. It's the harder addiction. and harder. Yeah. Ah, as, as, as evidenced by the fact that most go back. So eventually most fail, so it must be that it does get harder and harder, and that's what you meant. Yes. Well, you get complacent. It's very easy to get complacent right. and then go back. And I'm not talking about alcoholism. I'm talking about addiction to life, to uh, work, to rage, addiction to um, anything out there that gives you relief from facing the real problems, the existential problems. Food, carbohydrates. And there's one exception to this whole paradigm yes. of inaccessibility, and that's the king's son. The king's son, his heart is burning with the love of the divine. I'm sorry, of the king. We're still in the parable. Umeyav Hamulov, his his insides are just like burning. I mean, that's used usually for romantic love, right? Meyu Hamulov, quivering. Your your, your insides are quivering. Kasheroet, Kolanase, Morim, Koltsak, Kabamar, Nafsha. And when he sees everything that's bitter and that's stopping him and all those walls. Now he slides into the nimshal, into the explication. He cries out with a critical cry, Adonai, Adonai, Lama Azavtani, Lord, why have you forsaken me? Mm-hmm. Which is reminiscent of somebody else who said that. Uh, and with the power of his heart burning and his broken heart to come to his father, Moise Nafsho. Now, I don't know what that means in this context. Moise Nafsho, he, uh, he's a martyr. Moise Nafsho, he's, he gives up his nefesh, he gives up his ghost. Umedaleg alachomos, and he's able to skip over all the walls. Somehow the walls melt away for him because of his burning love and his mesiras nefesh, his martyrology, his willingness to give up everything because of his desire to come close and see the face of his father. Again, with the power of his heart, which is burning, and is broken, the fuel for this jumping, the fuel for this uh, dissolving all the barriers that separate him and his father is this 
this burning heart and this broken heart uh, and this Mesiris Nefesh, he's able to go and see it. And once he comes close and is able to conquer all these barriers, and then he sees the, the father and he realizes in fact, there was never any thing separating him from the father. But the light, the world is full of light. So what we have here in one of the most famous Baal Shem Tov marshals, the, the parables of the Baal Shem Tov, is a spiritual path that's very different to orthodoxy. Um, if you read the Nefesh Chaim, he rails against those uh, sects who feel that you need to f- fill the heart with a burning passion before you daven, and that allows you to daven late. You're allowed to take that liberty because the heart is more important than speech. That is a revolution. The revolution is that we have raised the stakes of spirituality from a religion of rote, a religion where you can fulfill the commandments by the performative aspect of prayer and the performative as long as they are within the halakha. And we have raised the stakes to say, according to the Baal Shem Tov, that you'll never get close to the Pnei HaMelech unless your heart is burning, unless you are mysterious <coughs> Nefesh, that means you are ready to give up the ghost, you are ready to, that your whole life depends on this need to come close. And the gift, if you are able to do that and come close, is that you come to this experiential, mystical understanding that there was never anything interfering between you and him. That all these walls were an illusion. And this is brought out mainly in Chabad, in which the idea of bitul, um, the idea of nullification of the self before the divine, um, is the purpose of prayer. And the stages of prayer, the Pesukah de Zimra and the the two brachas before Kriyashma come to the place of Kriyashma, which is the Hashem Echod, that you dissolve your sense of self in the larger sense of the unity of the divine. And you see the world from his perspective that, in fact, there is no world, although the Tzemach Tzedek pulls back on that, and it's, uh, he's very careful, he pulls back on that, that there is a world, but it's ke'ilu, it's as if there is no world. Because there was a lot of push back against that. So in other words, you don't have to wait until you're wealthy or settled or um, know the whole Torah. Those are not the real barriers. There's another barrier that is real, but it's not any of those. Where was wealth an issue? I didn't see that in the Torah. Is that a new mitzvah that you have to be wealthy? <laughs> you could feel that. Like, that oh, looks yes. Like, that looks like Living a an orthodox life, it requires a middle class income. No question about you it. You need a lot of wealth yeah. to, to yeah. schools and whatnot. And then the adept who has reached this mystical state of oneness, coming to behold the face of the divine, sees the king sitting on the throne of his kingdom, and the whole world is enlightened from his glory. Now the Nesiv Shalom ends the quote. So this would explain the verse in Psalm 91. 
Happy is the people, and this is the verse we say before listening to the shofar, by the way. Happy are the people who yode trua. Now, this is a different kind of knowledge of trua. It's an experiential das of trua. But they walk in the light of your ponim, your face. Mm-hmm. Why? They've experienced the mystical journey of coming to the face of the king. Trua Miloshan Shvira. Trua means the interrupted staccato notes of the chauffeur that imply a brokenness. Ashrei Adam Yode Trua. They've experienced the brokenness of the heart as the prerequisite to come to your face. That's how he's reinterpreting the verse. There's a conditional phrase. In order to yode, in order to or panecha, in order to be walk in the face of your yes. light, yes. they have to be yode truer. They have to be adept at the brokenness of the truer, the yes. brokenness of the heart. You don't appreciate an answer unless. Shehem yodim shekol hashvira v'hamasochim. That all the stuff in life that we call brokenness and the barriers that separate us from our families and our inner selves and our higher selves and the divine that's because of a hiding of the face and a lack of the grasping of the eyes it's all a visual acuity problem we have spiritual cataracts it's all about the and the, as a- but in truth if only we had the eyes to see it, we would see no barriers separating us from the divine, and the world would be filled with his glory. I think this is a very, very dark view. It's, I mean, the Chabatska would tell me, happy, happy, everything's good, Mashiach is on his way, and the light is there if you only could see it. If only you could see it. But we who live in the blotter, we who are stuck in the real world of pain and suffering and inner turmoil and brokenness in our relationships and in our lives, it's very hard to see this very um, happy view. Now, I don't see the Baal Shem Tov in the Chabad way. I see the Baal Shem Tov in understanding that these are real wild animals between the walls. And that we are just trying to scale the walls and we don't get close, right? And it's only the very few, maybe the tzaddik, I don't know. Rak ben hamelech. How do you become a ben hamelech? Asher How do I get to that state where my heart is burning with desire that I'm a serious nefesh for the divine? I have those very, very rarely in my life. That inner circle I was talking about in the mikveh, right? And I can get to that place of bitul and I can feel just for a moment. The rest of my life is stuck in the routine and the and the wife yelling and the mother-in-law screaming and this and that. You know, it's like I'm it's just like and the FDA and the DEA and the MDA and the right and the IRS and the FCS and the FSSA and all the Rosh Tavas that surround you and and the and the and and the drive raging traffic and the daily grind and where do you get this wonderful right which is god why are you forgetting me in other words it's forsaking 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 it's an indictment against god god 
What? It's a protest. It's a protest. Protest. Why have you forsaken me, right? It's so, a protest. It's an indictment. Right. And and for and for Oysa Ish, who's nailed to the cross, uh, the, those are his last words. Although it's an in, indictment. The, in the Greek in the Greek translation, Zavachtani, why have You're you slaughtered sh- so me? Basically, shouting at God and telling him protest. Him but him. so so the slot the slonim being a rebbe holding us in his hands says Vazer Inyan Rosh Hashanah. I understand that you go through the year and and it's 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 going through the year and through the blotter and you're struggling and everything right, but zeh gam inyan rosh hashanah. There are times in the year that are auspicious for access to the baor panecha to the light of his face. It's rosh hashanah. That's why people go to the tzaddik on rosh hashanah. People leave their homes. They don't. It's not a social time. People don't invite people for meals. Rosh Hashanah is a time. But on the other hand, it's not a time of din, of self-judgment. Yes, Hayom Haras the world is being judged in the exoteric sense of the word. But in the inner life of the Ben Melech, it's an auspicious time for access to the divine. Now he comes back to that moon that's not available, right? It's in the opposite. It's in the conjunction. conjunction. The moon is not visible. The only, uh, the only time of the year, this time of the year, where the moon is not visible, bekesa, it's hidden. Lashon kisui v'hastora. It's the aspect of hiding and hiddenness. And at that moment, the tzaddikim, who do feel the distance, interesting, it's the Ben Melech who feels, he's, he's being mediac on that, because we are saying, oh, he's a big tzaddik, he's able to access. No, no, no. It's the tzaddik who feels the distance, who can shri- scream, Lord, Lord, why have you forsaken me? Because mm-hmm. my desire is only to benefit from the rays of the divine Shechina. Mm-hmm. So the Baal Shem Tov says, this is a different religion. Different religion. Your, the degree to which you are Having access to the divine isn't bean counting, not the number of the mitzvahs you did that year. It's not about how from you are and how quick you shockled and how long you take for daven. No, no, no. It's not about anything external. It's about the heart. The heart's brokenness. Why have you forsaken me? Gewalt, I'm stuck in the blotter. I'm in so much suffering. And the chukasam, the desire to be in the presence of the divine rays. To them, God is Megale the Orpanei It's Dafka to them that the Rabbonish Loilam reveals the light of the divine. Only the condition is the Chuka and the sense of Lomo Azavtani. That's Bekesil Yom Chagenu. The Kisui is the Hastoras Ponim that must precede the existential crisis, that must precede your revelation of the divine. And that's what makes you the Tzaddik. It's the tzaddik and the ben melech that says, "Reboi neshaloylam, I can't feel it. I can't feel it." Zeu nichtavim ve nechtamim la'alta lechaim tov mulashon. 
And this is what we're asking for. It's a whole different view. It is a different view. Let me propose the opposite, though, and I'm proposing this to hear it because I want your answer. Having been on the Litvish on the Litvish side, they're also they're saying you feel this tremendous lack, and they're also <clears throat> saying, and it's almost impossible for you to meet the divine on your very, own. On your own, it's, it's very, very, very difficult. Everyone's trying to scale the wall. Everyone's trying to scale the and wall, fails. and you can't, and you fail. Right. So, the other side, the bean counter side, is saying, "Don't worry about it. Count beans." Right. Don't worry about it. Right. That's almost right. impossible for you. Right. Don't make yourself miserable. Count beans and, and relax. relax. Take it easy. Absolutely. Live your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. The, the, I did say that he, that the Baal Shem HaKadosh has raised the stakes. Yes. He's raised the stakes. Yes. It's no longer sufficient for you to say, Ich gedaven, <coughs> I, I did have Kavona, I didn't have Kavona, I did, did I, 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 I did the performance. It's the Nefesh HaChaim, Shah Gimel, the Nefesh HaChaim, right? Yes. Don't make yourself miserable. And don't Relax. break the rules. Count don't, beans. Don't daven late because you didn't exactly. get the, right? Exactly. Count, the, count the beans right. and you're good. Don't try to do this, this, this impossible thing. This is a different religion. Yes. Absolutely. He's demanding. So the what spirit. I'm suggesting is that maybe instead of making us happy, it's making us it's it's make it, us miserable. Correct. By miserable. raising the stakes, by raising the stakes, it says Aval Hatsadikim And by the third generation of Hasidim, mm-hmm. the Rebbes were saying, You don't have to worry, I'll take it on my shoulders. Huh. The Meshulachim went to the, to the Lubavitcher Rebbe, I think in the 80s, and said, what's about our spiritual work? What's happened to us? Yeah. You're sending out on the Shaluchim, you're sending this, the Meshaliyah. So now we're China, back to counting beans again. And, and you're making us be Makar of other people. What about our avoidance Hashem? Yeah. He said, I'll take That's my job. I'll take it. So so the Tzadikim, you're right. It's the Tzadikim Shemerov Ga'agun. Now in Breslov, you don't get off the hook so easy. The Rebbe said, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. And also the Alter Rebbe, he says, until this Rebbe, the Alter Rebbe says, you got to do the work. I can't do it for you. In Polish Hasidus, there was the notion of the tzaddik who could carry it for you. The Noimeli Melef and Ribzishan, we could load onto them to carry this stuff for us. But by Breslov and by, by, by Chabad, yeah. you got to do the work. And this Moshal that I'm bringing to you here on this Maima of Rosh Hashanah, it doesn't apply just to Rosh Hashanah. It is a picture that is a palimpsest and a holographic image for the entire world for the rest of the time and the rest of the year. It, the world itself and our daily grind is... A mechitza, a, a, an, an interruption, things that 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 uh, are interrupting us and stopping us from connecting for our Father in heaven. And they overcome and they stop us from reaching our goal of getting close. And even if you get closer by one step, one wall. There's another wall that's even higher that stops you. Umastiri mimenu or elokuso that hide that hide the light of the divine. And the purpose is to be in the face of the divine, to be in his presence. That is the goal here. 
the unio mystica, the to be in the light of the divine despite being down here in this world. Now he's talking to the bean counters. And even though a yid may be working very hard, you know, he's in Mesharim and the people are very from there and they're very medactic on all the mitzvahs and masim tovim and tefillas, right? He's talking to them now. He's still standing between two walls that are stopping him from getting close. Timtum hamoach v'halev which he assigns to the timtum, filth of the head and the heart that doesn't go away. So you're doing all the mitzvahs, you're getting up, you're doing your tikkun chatzos, you're doing the getting up and doing uh, the first minion in the morning, and you're doing your tefillah, and you're doing your daf yomi, and you're doing everything, you're giving your tzedakah, and the timtum of the moach and the lev still is present. It hasn't been removed. And all the other things that the Yetzara knows how to make you stumble. Because once you've done all that stuff and you're eating glut kosher and you're going to shul and you're doing all the right things, the Yetzir horror and the Sitra Achra and the denizens and the dark side, the power of that is to keep you from facing his divine light. And the argument against that, which I propose, is don't fool yourself. Right. You can't face his divine light. This is beyond our capability. Right. So count your beans and be happy. Right. That is the counter argument. And, and what he's saying is but the function of the spiritual life is more than bean counting it is purity of the heart purity of the heart mimus and devakus is the function is the end goal not for the nefesh Achaim, as you said not for the nefesh Achaim, but for the Baal Shem HaKadosh the purity of the heart because you know, you can, and the Gemara says, you know, you can be a neof, uh, you, you can be a manuval, the Ramban talks about this, right? You can be a manuval for what? You can be a manuval, you can be a total, as Jimmy Carter said, adulterer, adulterer in my heart, right? He says, I have lusted in my heart. Jimmy Carter said, Jimmy Carter said that, right? I have lusted in my Because I, he thought that was a bad thing. The current yeah. occupant says, so what? Right? So you can have, a, you can do all the bean counting and do all the halachas and tarantara and still be a timtum in the lave. You yes. can still be. Because the Yetzirah is sitting right there, right? How do you purify the heart? That's the Pauline revolution. That's exactly what Paul was trying to do, Lahavdil, right? How do you live how up do to you, your ideals? How do you, how how do do you, you purify the heart? In the face of the Pharisees' insistence on the ritual laws, right? And the ritual progression of laws. Other people don't have That doesn't problem. get you into the because kingdom they, of heaven. They, they don't want to get into the kingdom of heaven, obviously. No, that's not that we don't want to. It's, a, it's impossible. So don't bang your head against the wall. Right. It's like, and here he says it. Live your life. And here he says it. Torah mitzvah. And really, the tachlis of Torah mitzvahs, right? Bibichinus eitzus are merely signposts along the way, not an end in themselves. Eich lahagia to reach lekirvas elokuso yisbarach lekaim ubotidvak 
to come to the nearness of God and to fulfill what Moses told us in Deuteronomy, Ubo Tidbak, you shall attach to him. Devekut, mm-hmm. attachment. You cannot attach to the divine if your heart is full of lusty busty or alcohol or any attachment to this world, even though you fulfilled all of them. Shame is what leads to all this. Fine, that's fine. But purity of the heart requires this experience of Devekut, which is putting the bar much higher than just merely bean counting. Much higher. Much higher. So, so, He's saying that Torah and mitzvahs give the power to the Yid to overcome his tithers. Mm-hmm. Those are the very walls in the Moshal of the Baal Shem HaKadosh that prevent me from seeing the Or Pnei HaChaim. So the question is, is the Torah and mitzvahs an end in themselves, like the Nefesh HaChaim, Shar Gimu? Or does it require something beyond that, bean counting as you call it, right? In order to get rid of the counters are very judgmental. I'll tell you that they're not easy to live with. <laughs> this this community is very ostracizing. Do you feel ostracized? Of course. Yes, you think differently. So so he ends up by saying the following. So those the two inyonim that are. Uh, are hinted in the posuk ha'om so that's number one meaning happy are the people who know brokenness yeah. they've come to that brokenness of spirit meaning on this auspicious day of Rosh Hashanah they can experience that keili keili lama azavtani why have you forsaken me that brokenness and the second half of the posuk is Hashem ba'or panecha yalechum. That is Krisus habris bein Hakadosh Baruch Yisrael, meaning that we are then crowning him the king because we are in the presence of that divine light. Why? Because of our brokenness, all the masacha mavdil has dissolved, and so we are then flung into the presence of the divine, like the Ben Hamelech who, because of his brokenness, suddenly all the mechitzas of Basel just suddenly dissolve. It's a brokenness with a desire to not be distant right. from life. The gaguim from for closeness. And I think that this is a very Yisraeli shalom because what he is saying is that Yom Hadin is not the way we were told in exoteric uh, um, religion, that, that is... The exoteric means the external, you know, bean counting, we don't say that in Rosh Hashanah. That's not the time of Slich and Mechina. It's the time of crowning the king. How can you crown the king if you're not in his presence? What is required for me to be in his presence? And he is saying, not the sense, oh, ich bin a yid, I'm part of the chosen people, pa 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 pa. It's the opposite. It's the esoteric, meaning what is going on inside the spiritual architecture of me that will allow me to face the magnificent divine in its um, inaccessibility because it's divine and because it's um, it's uh, it's so beyond uh, in the blotter, in my filth, in my brokenness, in my thing, and that is what he is bringing the the Moshe of the Baal Shem Tov as a tool to understand.